the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan subscribe and drive no deposit no compromise no fuss find out more at nissan.ie very welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock. It is that time of the week. Yes, Tom Dunn has joined me to talk about the week in music. First up, we'll take a listen to this. She take my money Well, I'm in need Yes, she's a trifling Friend indeed Oh, she's a gold digger Way over town That digs on me I was going to say that's Kanye West. That's mostly Jamie Foxx, actually. But we got a tiny bit of Kanye West in there, <laughs> Tom. Why are we talking about him? Very impressed. I'm very impressed that you knew that that was Jamie Foxx because that's a brilliant vocal. And, and funny enough, a thing that uh, Kanye is famous for is not really being a great singer. So you could hear that was a bit of great, a too, truly great vocal. Uh, talking about him because Netflix have announced that they've acquired a documentary about him that's been 20 years in the making. So it's 20 years of home uh, films about him and, and two people who were following him throughout the majority of that time. So at this point, as you, as you well know, one of the biggest, most important of musical stars on the planet. And you would suspect a really fascinating tale to tell. I was doing my little bit of research and, you know, a bit of me just default position wanted to start saying, I presume this will be a rags to riches story. But it really isn't a rags to riches story. It's kind of riches to more riches stories, <laughs> to tell the truth. His mum was a professor of English. And um, he travelled with her to China. He spent, when he was age 10, he was over there in China with her, speaking fluent Chinese, which apparently he's now forgotten. Came back to America where he was getting A's and B's in school. Got a scholarship in university and then very famously became the college dropout. That was the name of his first album. She wasn't mad about that. But she subsequently became his manager. Uh, and thereafter, it's a tale of incredible success. You know, he, he became a very well-known producer, but then this series of albums that he released just took over the known universe. The big one in 2007 was called Graduation, and that set him off against 50 Cent. That was very much a Blur versus Oasis moment where they were both fighting for the number one album. He won that in spades and Graduation. They say it was a watershed moment in hip-hop, and it actually changed the direction of hip-hop. And then it all starts to go off for him. In 2007, his mum died, complications from plastic surgery. And um, she was huge in his life. 2008, he, 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 he was a rapper, but he wanted to be able to sing. But the way he could sing was through autotune. So he was the first person to really embrace autotune. And within a year, the whole world had embraced autotune. After that, there's the very famous um, blowout with Taylor Swift, where he said she shouldn't have won a particular award. Yeah. And since then, he's never not been in the news. You know, he's, he's married, obviously, to Kim Kardashian. And uh, they have to be the most famous you know, media couple in the known universe. They're um, involved in so many different things. This is where I think the general population will get drawn in because so much of his life has been controversial ever since. He's Not kind of become a bit of a piteous character, health. hasn't he, in the last couple of years? He has. And I think Kim, actually, you'd have to say a good word for her at this point. She's very, very clearly said, you know, this is not, at times, this is not a well man. And people could show a bit more compassion for him, uh, given what we know about him. So I presume they will lift the lid on all of that. There are times when you feel he has been very close to a public breakdown and times you feel he's been let out to say things in public that he really shouldn't be. You know, he should be, as she says, cared for more compassionately than that. But it, it's a fascinating story. And I think I think people will be glued to this when it gets to to Netflix. I know I will because my main fan, my main, where, why I'm a fan of his 
or his production techniques. I, I got into a small bit of trouble on my old show, Pet Sounds, because my Pet Sounds show was very much a, a guitar-based rock mm. show. But I was, I was making a case that Kanye's production was light years ahead of what bands, rock bands, were doing. And rock bands were very unimaginative in the studio. And he was dancing around them with his ideas and his creativity, which I felt was far closer to where Brian Wilson was and the Beatles and all those people in the 60s. So I think he really does have fantastic talent. Yeah, uh, he does. I, I, I certainly, Are I'll be with fan? you. I am a fan and I am really looking forward to this documentary when it eventually comes out. As you said, Netflix have only bought it, so it might uh, be yeah. a while yet before we see it. But I am. I am a big fan and those <laughs> albums were brilliant. Have you kept pace with the, the later albums? The, the, Not the, really, Yezus like and the Yeezus and all that. Like that kind, he kind of fell off yeah. my radar a little bit there, um, I'll admit. I like, yeah, it was more yeah. like uh, college dropout, late registration as well, that album uh, yeah. before graduation. Those albums are were the ones that I would yeah. listen to still. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and still my brilliant. beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, you brought Bon Iver in on that. I think, to be honest, he was the making of Bon Iver, I think. What he has done since then, um, has, he's taken more from he's taken more from Kanye than Kanye took from him. <laughs> Put it that way. You know? All right. Well, listen, I, I look forward to that documentary, like you, Tom. Let, let's take a quick yeah, listen for your album of the week. Yeah, that was a dry cleaning. Their album is New Long Leg. What am I listening to there, Tom? Yes. Well, you're going to have to call these art rockers. There's no way around that. Um, it's a band called Dry Cleaners, and they feature a woman called Florence Shaw. They were a traditional kind of band in, in the traditional uh, guitar-based drums. And she, they wanted her to join, and she said, I'm absolutely not a singer. You have to accept I'm not a singer. I do write loads of lyrics. So they said, well, would you not just come in and read your lyrics? Just read them as they are. And it worked straight away. She's got a lovely voice. She tells these kind of mad stories. And straight away, you thought there was something to this. The album, I think, delivers in spades on that. And it's much stronger than the previous singles. But she's just telling these droll, surreal, bizarre stories. Like, I was thinking of eating that hot dog all day. There's a critique of format changes to the antique road show uh, is kind of going on about various things that are in the fridge and I know it all just sounds mad but it just creates this wonderful world where yeah. you're just going god what is going on here and you can't help but want it yeah sounds so good it's very different um but it's the most imaginative there, there was loads of good albums this week but this is the most imaginative album of the week by a mile yeah and uh, yeah, it's lovely, lovely bit of difference. From the finally, days. finally, someone singing about the antiques uh, road show. Yeah, listen for your gig of the week, Tom. We'll take a quick listen to this. Radiohead, Tom, why are we listening to that? Yeah, we're we're, st we're still starved from live music, you know. Yeah. And I know there, there's talk of various things in the UK, but there's no talk of anything here. Um, so a year ago, when this all launched, Radiohead started this archival concert footage on their YouTube channel, which I think loads of bands, and particularly you 2 have copied since. And they were great. It was Thursday night, they put on different little uh, concerts from their very extensive back catalogue, and you would tune in. So they're going to do it again, and they're launching a new series of gigs starting, I think it's actually tonight. They're, they're starting the first of them. And it's a performance from, I forget the year. Oh, yeah, it's from London's 93 Feet 
East is the venue it was on. It's from 2008 and it'll be on YouTube tonight. Their performances are absolutely amazing. And if you want a bit of time out of mind just to tune in and really enjoy these things, they're gorgeous things and they'll keep us going until the real thing gets here, which hopefully won't be too far away. Yeah, hopefully not. What's your tip of the week before I let you go? The Old Grey Whistle Test special is on BBC4 tomorrow night. Um, for those who don't know, it was a show, would you believe, commissioned by David Attenborough back in 1970. And whereas Top of the Pops was set up to look at the singles charts, this was set up to look at the albums charts. But it developed into a very esoteric show over the years. It was presented by a man called Whispering Bob Harris, who did exactly what he said in the tin. He just whispered in the names of the bands. And particularly at the end when they had performed, it was kind of his look like a, a hungry dog into the camera where he just kind of, he, he wouldn't be able to speak. He'd be so in love with the bands, you know. It's like, almost like that jazz show where he just goes cool at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but it was right in the heyday, right in the heyday of 70s bands. So they'd be coming from the road where they'd be, you know, unleashing mayhem on the American population. You'd get to see Led Zeppelin and Elton John and Curtis Mayfield and David Bowie in studio. So they were mad little shows, really, really mad little shows. And I think audiences today would look on them and go, what on earth was going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. Oh, I think it's no no coincidence that David Attenborough is now into wildlife. Uh, <laughs> okay. I just, as soon as you said the jazz thing, I was, was thinking, of, thinking of the fast show. Yeah. <laughs> the fast show sketch. Absolutely. Great sketch. Cool. Uh, cool. Hi, Tom. <laughs> cool, Tom. Done. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. Let's get the latest uh, news headlines now. Here's Eamon. <laughs>